0: The confession of the church asks the question about good works at the end of Lord's Day 33 on page 549. It says that they are done which are... Only those which are done out of true faith in accordance with the law of God. And then Lord's Day 34 asks the question, what is the law of God? Then we read the Ten Commandments. And then looking at the Ten Commandments as a whole, question 93 asks, how are these commandments divided? And we confess into two parts. The first teaches us how to live in relation to God. And the second, what duties we owe our neighbor. Those two question and answers are then also the focus of the message this afternoon. Beloved Church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, uh, who here is learning to read? If you're really quiet. You can lift up your hand. Who's learning how to read? So some of us are learning how to read, and that's very hard work, right? If you remember learning how to read yourselves, but you have to set aside a lot of time actually each day. It doesn't just come to you to set time aside at school. And then sometimes even more time at, at home. Sounding out each letter, and your mom or your dad is, is helping you. And then you join those sounded out words together. So it's rabbit really slowly and after you say it, you still, what did I just say? What sound did I just make? And then you finally get to something and you pronounce it right and your mom goes, oh, you know what, there's an exception to the rule there. That doesn't, it's not won, that's won for some reason. Uh, So we have this struggle learning English and we don't always know why we pronounce words we do and it's it's a struggle to learn to read but the children who know how to read just maybe you just learned and you encourage those who are learning how to read you say don't worry stick at it because all of a sudden you'll be in the car and you'll be able to read the sign i'm sure you'll even read it out loud So everybody in the house or in the car hears you reading the sign stop right it's right there you know how to read it you see the sign And so you encourage your your younger friends. You say, just stick at it, you know, pretty soon. Uh, The words will just make sense. And and you can read books, and then you can go to chapter books. And then, who knows, maybe you can even read boring books after that, the big ones that they use to teach you in college and university. The day comes when you know your native language by heart. And all those rules that you learn, they automatically just are applied. They're just it's like they're, just look at the written material and and you know how to read it. There's no process, you you just read it. And if you read a lot, your comprehension speed will increase. You'll even recognize the feeling, or the flow, or the beauty of language. You just happy to see the the neat things of language. As time continues, your native language, English or Korean or Chinese or Dutch or Afrikaans or Farsi or French or or whatever it may be, it, it just becomes a part of you. And in many ways, God's law can be compared to the grammar, the basic elements of an entire language. And as we look at scriptures, we see that although the law itself does not change, the Ten Commandments are always the Ten Commandments, the place of the law in the church, it moves from something outside of us on stone tablets to the truth that the Holy Spirit writes directly on our hearts. And in this way, God's law remains a rich blessing for the church in 2019. And I preach to you this gospel under the theme that the Lord wrote his law with his own finger for our good always. That's how we read it in Deuteronomy 6, 24, right? The law is for our good always. We'll see that he writes his law on stone, two stone tablets and on every Christian heart. And we all know, for us, talk about our Lord Jesus Christ fulfilling the law and fulfilling the sacrifices sometimes it can be confusing to understand the relationship between the law and the gospel after Christ came he fulfilled the law we know that that many things have changed but we aren't always able to identify what those things are we recognize that many of the Old Testament government civil laws were temporary and they serve to keep Israel as a nation distinct from the other nations in preparation for the coming of Jesus Christ they cannot be directly applied in our country today we can also see that all the rules in the first books of the Bible about ceremonies offering sacrifices coming into the temple keeping yourself clean they should not be followed anymore because We would be undermining the work of Jesus Christ. All those things were pointing to him. Now that he's come, it's unnecessary to follow those same laws about sacrifices and cleanness and uncleanness. We now live before the Lord through faith and in prayer. We also know that when our Lord Jesus came, he fulfilled the Ten Commandments. We're relieved to hear that he obeyed them for us and in our place, because otherwise we would still be under God's curse. Like Galatians 3 verse 10 says, we're unable to abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. But now the question is, and it's a question that was already asked in Lord's Day 33, but we again look at it. The question is, if we're saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, do the Ten Commandments still have a place in our lives? Does that law still have a place in our lives? Are we actually denying Christ's work when we read the law every Sunday in the New Testament church? Or when we praise God's law with the singing of Psalm 1 or 19, 119? When we even use the desire that a person has to obey the Ten Commandments, that's a condition for membership in our church. It's how we decide whether someone is under discipline or not. It's connected to the the Ten Commandments. Those old stone tablets don't appear to be very relevant in our digital age. Sexual exploitation, the denial of right and wrong. So we ask the question, are they still something we need to know? Even grammars and and dictionaries of most languages in the world, they, they need to adjust with the times, the newest slang. Could it be also that the Ten Commandments, with their talk of slavery, carved images, male and female servants, your own land and donkeys don't they need to be updated and adjusted to fit better with our culture and our needs these are very typical questions very common questions and we could say they're pretty good questions they, they need to be answered same time we need to know that as much as we might think we are wiser than God The scriptures make it clear that even if we would want to, no one is able to change the moral law, the Ten Commandments. This becomes very clear when we go back to hear what we, we read altogether. There Exodus 19, also Deuteronomy 4, when God first gave the Ten Commandments, and then when he gave them a second time before they entered the Promised Land. And the very first thing we see, Exodus 19 that the creator of heaven and earth, he shows that the law is very good. That's the message for the people of Israel. The, the law is a blessing that I'm giving to you. The Ten Commandments are immediately connected to the life of the people of God after they had been set free from the slavery of Egypt, kind of like a gift. Exodus 19, verse 4, says it so beautifully. It's a good text to memorize as well. You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians. And then that picture, how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. The Lord is speaking to his people who are riding on his powerful back away from slavery and right into his very presence. That's when he gave the law. The Decalogue, the Ten Commandments, it's it's associated with the restoration of life and freedom as God had first created it for us in paradise. And that's why in Exodus 19, it says, The earth is mine. The Ten Commandments serve as a manual to joy in the covenant with God. God promised in Exodus 19, verses 5 to 6, that those who obeyed his words would be his own treasured possessions among all peoples, in a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. If you look at Deuteronomy 9, verses 9 and 11, the Ten Commandments are called tablets of the covenant. Tablets of the covenant that the Lord made with his people. Then you see the, the context of the Ten Commandments. They were an answer to the destruction that sin had caused. They were a guide to a people whom God himself treasured, carried out of slavery as on eagle's wings. Now in the passages we read, when and this often happens, when the Lord is giving a very good thing to his people, he makes it holy. He makes it holy so, so people don't desecrate it and take it away from themselves in their sin he, he sets it apart and, and see how he does that with the ten commandments when they're when they're given the ten commandments they always need to be associated with the with the proclamation of the name of god and his sovereign power and his majesty the lord god who made the heavens and the earth coming in fire that's a clear picture how God sees the Ten Commandments. And the people of Israel learned how holy these words were. They had to consecrate themselves for two days, and then they could come up to the mountain and and then don't even touch the edge of the mountain which the Lord was descending. That's repeated several times. And anybody who did was so disrespectful they couldn't even be touched. They had to be shot with with an arrow or, or killed with a stone thrown at them. So the covenant people of God could see these Ten Commandments were very holy. The Lord pouring himself out on the earth. And the covenant people of God were were terrified to witness the thunders and the lightnings and thick smoke. to, To hear that heavenly trumpet blast growing louder and louder as the Lord descended on the mountain as in fire to witness that smoke just billowing up from the mountain like smoke from a kiln to see that whole mountain trembling this was no meteor landing this was no forest fire this was no earthquake because in all those magnificent signs God Moses spoke to God and God called to Moses there were voices God answered in the thunder, we read. So the redeemed people of God, and even today we shouldn't lose sight of that picture. You can know that the Lord is God in heaven above and on the earth beneath, and there is no other beside him. No other part of all God's divine revelation, call it today, no other part of the Bible was handed to his creatures, written in their language, on stones, after being audibly declared among the fire and smoke from heaven before all the people. Of all the written scriptures, only the Ten Commandments were placed in the Ark of the Covenant, in the most holy place of the temple. The eternal creator of heaven and earth, the Lord Almighty, he came down to earth in all his glory and in all his holiness to give the Ten Commandments to his people through Moses the mediator. There could be no doubt that God thinks the Ten Commandments are important for life, a reflection of of who he is. He elevated the Ten Commandments to a place of paramount importance in the lives of the people he had redeemed for himself he elevated their importance but this does not mean that the commands themselves in any way are elevated to the heights of disconnected philosophical irrelevance In Exodus 31 verse 18 you see the other part you see the glorious display of the Lord in his holiness but then you see the down-to-earth nature of the commandments. They were written on stone. Exodus 31 verse 18 says that when God had finished speaking with him on Mount Sinai, he gave to Moses, and it says, The two tablets of the testimony, tablets of stone, written with the finger of God. The 620 letters of the Ten Commandments were written by the Almighty God on both sides of stone tablets that Moses was able to carry in his hand and so the holy revelation of God's absolute truth was brought right down into the common lives of every human being here on the earth the commandments revealed how God made us to live in relation to him we confess and also how to live in relation To our neighbor, that's down-to-earth things. And it came with an urgent call of covenant father. It says in Deuteronomy 5, verse 29, and you can see it as he's giving the stone tablets, he says, oh, it's Deuteronomy 5, 29, oh, that they had such a heart as this always, to fear me and to keep all my commandments, that it might go well with them, and with their descendants forever. Those who keep the commands that God has given without adding to them or taking away from them, they would be made wise and understanding in all of life. And that's what the Lord wanted to see in the relationship with his people on earth. All around the Ten Commandments in both Exodus and Deuteronomy, the repeated theme is that these commands are holy and good. They're a great blessing for down-to-earth, real life in the promised land. And if you look at the commands themselves, as we hope to do in the coming weeks, if you look to the commands themselves, you'll see how they talk about where to turn to for help. They talk about proper worship talk about what you do in the regular days of the week or how to interact with different desires you encounter throughout the day these are things you are seeing and encountering in your life and there they are the Lord put it down on stone tablets to be given for us and it would appear then that those two stone tablets are not so dusty and so irrelevant as many might have you believe. So then we ask, well, why would anyone want to ignore such a treasure trove of wisdom from the hand of God Almighty? Why would anybody want to to turn away from this insight that comes from heaven, gives clarity to your life? Well, it's for the same reason that people fight against and resent anything, anything else that shows them how weak and needy they are. The same reason we might shrink away from somebody who who lives a life in such a manner that they make us look bad. The holiness of God's law far surpasses the life of anyone you know. That holiness of God's law, it, it exposes for us how sin has permeated every part of our regular day and that our sinful natures desire the very thing that can harm our relationship to God or to our neighbor. The the law in all its wisdom is showing us that and that's what drives some people away from it. It's like the light in the darkness that can be frightening. James talks about the law as a mirror We read about punishments that accompany disobeying God's law. He really wants us to walk in holiness. And what a blessing it is then that we receive the Ten Commandments not as bare light exposing sin and condemning us, but we receive them in a a gift box. The Ten Commandments, we read in Deuteronomy, were placed in the ark. The Ark of the Covenant, the center, reflecting the very heart of God's plan as he made creation. And then over that Ark, there was a lid. The Mercy Seat, it's called. The lid that covers those commandments where the blood of the sacrifice went so that when we receive it, we receive the promise that those Ten Commandments are fulfilled for us in Jesus Christ, and our guilt sinning against them is paid for. Now that law is written right on our hearts. You see, the Ten Commandments, they served as the program for the life of Jesus Christ. They're the the explanation of how the Son of God lived when he lived on earth. The perfect righteousness that the law protected as a guardian was finally visible in the down-to-earth daily life of Jesus Christ. The promise of the gospel is that whoever believes in Jesus Christ also shares in his righteousness. You see, Christ's obedience is imputed to us who believe. So because of our faith, we are simply declared righteous. God treats us as people who have completely obeyed the law of God. And that explains the the transition from the law being something outside of us Like a grammar, we have to learn to the law, being something inside of us that we want to live in and walk in as a new nature. See, when the audible voice of God was heard in the New Testament, He no longer said, Obey the law yourself and live. But when His voice was heard in the New Testament, He said, this is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. For the son had fulfilled, obeyed those commandments for us. He's brought us out of death into life. And how did the son of man, how did the son of God instruct us after he rescued us from the wrath of God and the condemnation of the law? What did Jesus teach us as the guide for our new life? He preached the full meaning of the 620 words on the two stone tablets that had been placed in the Ark of the Covenant. Both in his Sermon on the Mount and on the Plain, our Lord Jesus explained that the Ten Commandments would continue to serve as the rule for our redeemed lives in the Kingdom of Heaven. When we came in, we saw the the text, the display text. It's from Matthew Five, and if you look at Matthew 5, verses 17 and 19, to 19, he says, I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. For he did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And so God's law continues to stand in the center of our relationship with God. In the new covenant jeremiah 31 verse 33 already told us that this was going to happen i'll read it to you for this is the covenant that i will make with the house of israel after those days declare the lord i will put my law within them and i will write it on their hearts and i will be their god and they shall be my people and this promise is directly related to the holy spirit in ezekiel 36 Verses 26 to 28, and I'll read that. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. You shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers, and you shall be my people and I will be your God. And so as it was in the Old Testament, it is also in the New Testament, faith expresses itself in love. And love is determined by God's divine gift of the Ten Commandments. Paul says that they're summarized as love. And so even if we're transferred out of the kingdom of darkness, And then brought into the kingdom of light by God's grace alone. The rules of the kingdom continue to be the same. For the the kingdom is the same. It's it's of God. To return to our comparison, even after we've learned the language, we've learned the so that we can read and speak it by heart without, and we enjoy doing so, even when we, we know it just by heart. The rules of the language contained in the grammar, they continue to be in place. And as the rules of the language, they they shape the way that you speak. They shape your worldview and your culture. So also everyone who has the law of God written on their hearts, so they just know it like a child might be able to naturally read. Those laws continue to function. This, the Lord uses them to establish the character of his kingdom. And so many times the Lord tells his people to teach their children the law of the Lord. He wants the next generation to live in the truth and the harmony that he made us for. He wants us to live in his kingdom like he made it. And so having been sanctified in Christ to live holy lives, the Ten Commandments that the Lord, the Holy Spirit has written on our hearts, they will guide us and guard us as they teach us how to enjoy the full benefits of our salvation in Jesus Christ. This is why we still sing Psalm 1, why we still praise God for his law in Psalm 19, Psalm 119, many other psalms and hymns. This is why every Sunday we hear the Ten Commandments, the Ten Words of the Covenant, once written on two stone tablets, why we hear them read to us, why we read along and we submit our lives to those words. This is why we still use those ancient words to make decisions about what is right, and about what is wrong. In 2019, during our week, the Holy Spirit is using those Ten Commandments when he leads us in a life of love. The Ten Commandments that came to us through the fire, in all holiness, and now so close. We can study them so close that even some people feel the courage to despise them. So near, how vulnerable these words are today. Written down by the finger of God, the ten commandments will guide you in the way of truth. And as we look at them in the coming weeks, we'll see a very down-to-earth, practical instruction. The Holy Spirit leads us into. May the Lord help us to communicate Christian love like a person just naturally reading story, displaying Christian love that results from the grammar of God's law that he has now written directly on our hearts. Amen.